Do not just hear a dial. This is the Bellingham Podcast for the week of July 4th. Happy Independence Day, United States 2020. This is episode 159. Still from that city by the Salish Sea, we are back from break, and I'm AJ Barsay. And straight out of 9226 via wireless microphone, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, in the Quarantine Chronicles punch card that AJ and I have been filling up, we're on number nine. That's right, we've been at this for two months of remote distance podcasting. Uh, Why don't you join in on the conversation yet again? This, dear friends and listeners, is the Bellingham Podcast. I'm not seeing you in person this go around, Chris, but it is good to see you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine as we are recording this. Uh, it is a Zoom call, so if you hear some uh, digital artifacts, that's us. Uh, yeah. We are seeing each other from miles away, just like that uh, obscure winger song from the 80s. Uh, but otherwise, I'm doing pretty good on this uh, observed, as we're recording this, this is the day before Independence Day in America, July 4th. Uh, AJ, how are you doing? I'm doing better. I I needed to get away. And that's why, uh, dear listeners, if you didn't see an episode last week, that was my doing. I Things were being pent up and built up and I needed to get out. So Captain Get Out did just that. Captain Get Out did that. And for uh, new listeners, whenever AJ says feeling better, (laughs) that's a dead dead ringer indication that he went up to a mountain somewhere. AJ, tell us about that mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You know me too well, podcast partner in crime. It's Uh, been almost 160 episodes. I should know you by now, sucker. (laughs) How was the mountain? It was good. It was good. Uh, Yeah, no, I I just needed needed some space. Uh, Not from you, uh, Chris. It was great recording on location with you those last couple of times. Those were great. I did. I did put deodorant on, though. Uh, you don't need to keep your distance Aww. from me too much. Aww, anyway, talk about the yeah. mountain. Talk about the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I hit a couple of different mountains uh, on the east side of the state because uh, I did a little bit of a road trip because still here in Washington State, and we'll talk about this in a second. Um, even though things are getting better, we're still kind of in lockdown ish. Ish. Can we say lockdown ish? Is that a thing? I think ish is, uh, is is sort of in the grammatical terms, and we have still been in lockdown uh, for the past couple months, hence our quarantine chronicles. But the ish means people are starting to get out a little bit, as you've seen by some headlines. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I I did a little bit of a road trip, social distancing, and all that other jazz uh, with it. Um, and I hit uh, the second highest peak in Spokane, which is called Mount Kit Carson, sitting at uh, five thousand two hundred eighty-six feet. It's only trumped by uh, that of Mount Spokane. Uh, and so yeah, I hiked up to there, which was great. Did an early morning hike, and uh, of course, uh, because Governor Jay Inslee is indeed listening to this. Hi, Gov. You know, I could guarantee the social distancing between me and people because in the like nine to 10 miles that I was out there for, I saw two people (laughs) from a distance. Hi, two people. (laughs) I saw more white-tailed deer than I saw humans, Chris, and it was glorious. Sounds like a good day if you ask me. Oh yeah. So no, so I, I did that. And then, um, it's part of a, a different, it's a part of a series of, of tre- treks that you can do. And then, uh, I, I hiked what's called the saddle and then went over to another mountain called day mountain. Uh, it sits a little lower than Kit Carson and uh, then hiked off and then went back to civilization. And then, uh, the following weekend, which, uh, I, I got out of town with my, my little one and my little one and I decided to take on Mount Erie, which is the highest point in Fidalgo Bay, also known as Anacortes. I originally just wanted to just take my son up and you can drive usually up to Mount Erie. 
Dear listeners, if you're listening to this and you have read all the trail reports, let me give you another trail report that is not online. You can't drive to Mount Erie anymore. You have to hike up. <laughs> um, this has been a public service announcement from the Bellingham <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so I got there and I didn't, I, I hadn't read anywhere that they bar- barricaded the, the dang drive up. So I looked at my son. I was like, hey, bud, you want to you wanna do some actual hikey hikey? And he's like, yeah. So uh, luckily, I was, I'm, I'm always packed to the hilt, so I had snacks, trekking poles, whole nine yards. And so we, we uh, ascended up the three-mile trek, my little one, and he did it all on his own accord. We sat up on the summit, watched the mountain uh, mountaineers, because there's a lot of mount, uh, mountain rappelling, mountain climbing. Uh, it's a training base uh, for some folks. I don't know what institutes. I know the Marines uh, sometimes, our, our servicemen, go up there for part of their training uh, routines. So it was cool. We just sat up there, watched the mountain climbers, and then on the way down, he was totally gassed, Chris. It was... He 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 made he gassed out on me the last mile basically so I had to throw him up on shoulders. It happens. I would probably gas out on you the last mile if I went on that <laughs> hike with you. Good on good on uh, yeah, AJ's kiddo uh, and and a, what a great activity and uh, you know making lemonade with this current era of sheltering in place. Yeah yeah so so on those and again we are not a news show but if we were we do it a heck of a lot better as you couldn't find out by now. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised on my way over to the east side of the, the state. Um, a lot of our state parks had opened back up, which was unbeknownst to me. Um, I've got links in the show notes. For the love of the fantastics, drink. At the time of this recording, parks in Washington state are opening up uh, to a limit of 50% capacity. So if you notice that it's uh, packed, but not, that's the reason why. And I also have um, a link to what parks are open, not all state parks are. And then also at a national level, because we do have people that are listening in other states here in the the continental United States, recreation.gov has been updated to show uh, what parks... uh, state na- state national wide are open and also taking slips so for instance the big hikes like here in washington state like mount st helens the backcountry permitting and stuff uh you can look up on their systems to see who is actually uh doling out permits for the bigger hikes so that's your public service announcement from captain get out <laughs> sounds good all right captain get out speaking of uh your physical self getting out it sounds like as we were talking off the microphone you were letting some more of your things get out of the house dude i was getting my inner elsa on and i was just letting it go buddy i just let it go. <laughs> oh man you actually went there you know my, my my cute my cute little niece who's uh about this many as uh, as aj can see there's a uh, six uh she would love that uh reference uh, me, however, who's a lot more fingers than six, uh, doesn't really care for that reference. Let's talk about <laughs> selling gear and lessons learned in the process. AJ, take it away. Yeah. So during this lockdown thing, um, I mean, you and I let go. We 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 turn gear. We flip gear. We we move a lot of stuff. It's part of what we do. Um, and when COVID hit, that for at least for me huge huge e break because people didn't want to meet up or we could not legally, I guess, meet up, that type of stuff. Uh, And you and I also do a lot of things online, but also during this time, you and I have noticed that a lot of the big platforms have changed a lot of their either algorithms or policies and stuff, which some of them we're going to throw under the bus. Some of them we're going to highlight because they're kind of doing some novel things during this novel coronavirus. First and foremost, I think you and I need to hit the friends and family discount model in the COVID era. Uh, You and I do this a lot with our stuff. How, how do you usually define the friends and family discount model? Well, uh, you know, if there's an item that we've purchased and we don't really uh, have 
it, it doesn't contain a regular frequent use in our lives. Um, we probably would figure out, okay, what could I sell this for to get some fundage back? We also have a network of people that we are honored to call friends. Some of these people may want or find, could find joy with some of this stuff. And I'll talk about this in a little bit. You know, the, we're, there's a thing called an opportunity cost if you are uh, one of those economics uh, folks. And, you know, what is the opportunity cost of selling an item versus either giving an item away or saving yourself some of the trouble uh, for going through this process? And a friends and family discount is like, you know, you kind of want to keep it in the family. Uh, if you have a friend that could benefit or find value or would enjoy uh, this item, you throw them a discount. It would, you know, and, and uh, this is kind of one of those severely marked down clearance uh, red tag uh, price tags. And, and it's it's a way to be able to, I guess, pay it forward, so to speak, do an effort of goodwill to give someone a deal on an item that you found joy with. Uh, and instead of trying to, you know, jack people for money, <laughs> hence the friends and family discount. Yeah. And we see this to dovetail in the watch fan. We see this a lot. I mean, when, when I sell watches or giveaway watches or whatever, like usually, I mean, typically speaking, unless it's like a Rolex or something like that, like you don't, you're not, you're not going to, you're going to lose money. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like whatever gear it is, whether it's a watch or tech or whatever, you usually lose money. Um, and so it kind of behooves you to kind of reach into your circles. And I don't mean using Facebook. We'll get to that in a second, but like reach out to the people that you know that, Hey, I got this thing. I was thinking of you. You can kind of try it before you want to buy it or just offer me what you think it's worth or whatever. Usually with something like a watch, I'll usually add on the, the, the tag. And a lot of people do this too. If you ever sell it though, I get first right of refusal. So like if it is a bigger ticket thing, like that's another way that you can kind of help like giving it or selling it quote unquote to a friend. But like that way they, they're kind of forced of like, Hey, I got this thing. And maybe it's, they know how much it is. Like maybe it's a uber bonanza computer of some sort right they don't just go and flip it also on your like generosity so i kind it's of one of the unwritten rules yeah one of the unwritten rules of uh friends and family discounts you don't make money on the discount you got from the original friend or family right right so yeah so you can also throw that tag on if it's a bigger ticket thing now if you are going to go through the headache and hassle and chris and i have done it lots of different times and lots of different platforms so we're going to save you some of that headache and hassle uh, but before we do, we should give a shout out that you might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. They are community powered and streaming all over this dad blame internet at KMRE.org. See, we can still keep the clean tag. <laughs> uh, let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, orange, black, and blue Amazon. You and I have sold oh, yeah, on that Amazon. one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had uh, some experience with that. And, you know, uh, but there's a funny thing that I've noticed. We don't need to waste uh, our listeners' time no. talking about how one can sell something on Amazon. But what I've noticed is, and I'm going to use a, 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 a similar uh, megalith analogy. Way back in the day, Netflix had DVDs yep. uh, and, and movies uh, available for streaming on their service. And you noticed after a while, more and more original Netflix content was being brought to the forefront. And you had to do a lot more digging to get those DVDs shipped to you by mail in those red envelopes. Remember the red envelopes coming in your mailbox, kiddies? The USPS does. They still have PTSD about all those deliveries. And <laughs> to be able to find the movies that were available uh, for streaming the major motion pictures, those were being uh, kind of 
pushed to the side by original Netflix content. Well, guess what? Amazon learned from that because, you know, when megaliths get together and have a cuppa, they swap notes. What works for you? How can you make money out of the people that sign up for an account? Amazon, I'm finding out, is making it more and more difficult to find those third-party sellers to buy used stuff. And that, unfortunately, for a third-party seller, because that's me and you, AJ, and some of y'all listening out there, that makes it difficult to get, you know, the, the publicity uh, for your item. That's a bit of a discouragement, there, you know, uh, and so that's one thing that I've noticed, we've noticed. Uh, Amazon, at least from the United States or North America, is really pushing their own stuff uh, or established full-on business models that pay exorbitant fees to be able to get one of those Amazon Marketplace upgrades. Yeah, I saw because I, I, I re redid my seller central stuff. And I noticed like they have this new program, air quotes, where you pay like $35 a month for a different type of marketplace account now. And I, yeah. I was turned off, honestly. But I think out of I think what you just highlighted, Chris, is that out of it, though, because they're a megalith, and they're kind of doing this pushing, we've started to see a lot of other services that are kind of going in and kind of hybridizing the between either Amazon or the other megalith, eBay. Yes. Uh, and, you know, eBay is still uh, still kicking. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a look at my uh, eBay account and it actually said member since 2004. Ooh. Do the math, kiddos. That's 16 <laughs> years I've been on that site. Yeah. When I had wow. my original username. Well, it, you know, uh, you can still buy and sell stuff. It is a bit of the Wild West. Uh, yeah. It's get, getting into that because I found on a, I've, I've had more than a handful of instances and I will purchase a listing uh, via PayPal and all of a sudden it disappears and uh, the, the seller takes the money and does not ship it. And so therefore I have to go through the eBay disputes, uh, disputes and go through that process. And that's a bit of a headache. You get, you get a backhanded a lot and you finally realize this is not worth my time. Stay tuned for a talk about the opportunity costs later on. Uh, eBay is still there to purchase some goods, but you got to have an increased modicum of caution. Yes. So that leads into buying and selling local, which is, of course, Craigslist, which this is something that my wife and I uh, kept up with even during COVID. And I'd like to throw out a new verb, porch pickuping. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a thing like where basically if you have something, it's and we haven't had anybody have any problems with this. People don't people still use cash. It's a very much a cash economy with, with Craigslist. There's some people that ask you to Venmo or, or Apple Pay or whatever type of pay that you want to do digitally. But usually it's like it's something something small or chump changey that usually people just have a five or a 10 or a 20 or, and you know, whatever. So we've done this a few times. We've either done it ourselves or gone to somewhere else, somebody else's porch to buy and sell stuff where basically the item is set out on the porch and usually there's a welcome mat and you slip a, your 20 under the welcome mat, you grab the item and go. And it's a way to be able to still buy and sell things or trade things um, locally. Not And you, you know, it, it, there, you can't really get burned per se, because like, that's the person's house, like, you know, where they live, you know what I'm saying? So like, sure. everybody is honest. And it's that level of honesty that the big ones that we just saw Amazon and eBay, you can kind of ghost people and burn people. That's where kind of this new evolution of other services that have come up where it's like, we're going to try to figure out who this person is, the services, to guarantee the buyer and seller have a mutual level of like, at least the service knows who you are so that, you know, things kind of stay kosher. OfferUp is kind of one that came out of this. So eBay and Craigslist had a weird love child. That's kind of Keep it clean. Up. 
is another service where you can buy and sell and trade locally, uh, or they now have this new uh, self-shipping model where basically you see the listing and they'll take a little bit of a cut, but they'll supply like a shipping label and try to make the shipping process, which is a pain point for you and me, as easy and cheap as possible, which is nice. Uh, a couple other items that, I, that I've noticed and observed uh, as far as a new up and coming or one you may not be aware of, um, there's a website called Swappa. And it's similar to Kappa, but it's SWAPPA.com. And, and this is a place to uh, exchange or trade used uh, technical technology devices. And there's some pretty good deals to be had. Another one that I've noticed my uh, wonderful high school graduate daughter uh, in play on a, on a number of occasions is a website called Depop. V-E-P-O-P. It's a website uh, for clothing consignment. And yeah, yes, you can, you know, since you mentioned, AJ, that we are in an era where a lot of consignment stores are not open based on uh, government regulations and other things like that. Um, Depop is, uh, is a clothing trading, selling online uh, resource. And what my daughter has done, who, which, in which I've been rather impressed, my daughter will go to one of the discount stores that may be open. And in Washington State, where we live, uh, Goodwill is open with social distancing. Uh, Value Village may be opening up in a little bit, uh, but uh, Salvation Army may be. Mm. She finds these clothes. <laughs> She's got an eye for what the kids are wearing nowadays, you know? Sure. And when And when the label says Columbia or Arcteryx or North Face or... Uh, I, f I forget some of the names that she's talked because I'm old. She will list them on Depop. And in some cases, I'm not saying, you know, your mileage may vary on this, folks, but she, I've heard her talk about a 5X or 6X profit Whoa. on what was paid and what was sold. And, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. You're, you're selling stuff and you got to be able to ship it just like eBay. Yeah. But I, I'm hearing her talk about uh, younger sellers and uh, those who may not have as professional uh, 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 <laughs> an account presence in some cases. But anyway, uh, check out depop.com if you got a lot of kiddo clothes that are in good condition that you might be able to uh, recoup some of that cashola. Dude, that's pretty cool. I think the, the, the capper on all of those listings has got to be this new one that I stumbled on called Mercari. And Mercari is kind of like if a Facebook marketplace, which I'm not going to get into because I've had no luck with them and it's also Facebook. And so full disclosure, Chris and I don't really prefer them, but no. it, Facebook marketplace meets offer up. Now, the one thing that Facebook marketplace provides is the fact that you know who the person is. And again, it's that reducing anonymity and reducing people ghosting you. So Mercari does that. And you can also um, submit like who you are and vet like who you are based off of internet and also, also physical identification, which is kind of cool. The thing about it and OfferUp is, is that Mercari, like you can buy anywhere in the, in, in the United States and stuff, and they have a shipping method that is, again, it helps the seller and, and, and tracking for the buyer. And what's really nice is re they're really geared towards, they take a straight 10% off the top. They're really geared towards moving stuff for the seller. So like if you have something and you think that you can get 150 bucks for it, like Mercari will keep helping you as a seller being like, yo, we're seeing that this is a trending on our network. You may want to offer it around 85. Like they really try to use an algorithm approach to help things move because that's how they get paid. Um, so they don't benefit the seller or the buyer, in my opinion. They're just trying to benefit the moving of goods. So 
I've only used them a handful of times. I've I, I tried selling on them, and so far so good. Like it's basically like doing eBay but faster shipping. Just as you're approaching, you know, if I want to sell that uh, a Tupperware container that I've used for three or four years, I probably and if I list it for $175, Mercari <laughs> sounds like they might say, you know, other similar items are being sold for about six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, but that's also, that's actually kind of refreshing because you and I see this on eBay all the time where it's like, you see a piece of tech and it's like, I can buy it brand new for five bucks more. Like why, yep. you know? Yep. And so it's that realism check that, that's kind of been nice. Um, the other thing that I want to say is in the show notes, if you're a photog, um, you probably know where to go to sell your gear. Craigslist is pr preferably not where I would recommend most people to go. For photogs, take a look at M MPB, Adorama, BNH, and KEH. I know it's a lot of letters, uh, but those are usually the better places because you're selling to photographers by photographers, and that's usually where you're going to get the best either bang for the buck for the gear that you have, or you know it's going to go to somebody who knows what the heck they're buying. So. And if there, are, uh, if there are listeners out there that play musical instruments like me, we don't have this listed in our show notes. There's a wonderful site called Reverb.com, which is a great site for selling uh, musical equipment gear. And you don't have to consign it with a music store to get it in front of other music shoppers' eyes. Devil's advocate, or at least uh, a different perspective on selling, if, if, if I may be permitted. I thought that's what we were doing, but yes, you are permitted. Continue. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, I have a different perspective when it comes to, you know, the thought of selling a whole lot of gear. What, so you got to take a step back and I've taken a step back for myself. Am I looking to get money funds to be able to buy other stuff? The, there could be a mindset that some of us have. And if you are, you know, in, in looking to make it through the month with some bills, we totally get where you're at. This is a great idea. Hopefully these recommendations and some of these sites may help matters out. If you are just um, surrounded by clutter, could it be that the opportunity cost, and here's that term again, the time that's spent taking photos with whatever digital camera you got or phone, whatever, listing the item online on one of those websites we talked about, and then responding to inquiries, because on you know Craigslist, I'll throw Craigslist under the bus on this one. Yes. It is the wild west, and I love some of the immediate response. Oh, by the way, pro tip, in case you get an immediate response from someone, uh, if they haven't officially purchased it, but they're inquiring about it or making a counter offer, I would probably recommend declining immediately about as quick as they've contacted yes. you. Um, yes. And, and to also be discerning is like, greetings, I am very interested in your product. I come from Baltimore and I'll be moving out to your area in the next three weeks. I uh, would love to buy this item from you and I'm going to send you a banker's check for this amount. And, and they're controlling the arrangements of the purchase. Delete. Uh, however, the time spent dealing with inquiries about your product, and then once you sell it, packing the item, standing in line to or uh, you know to ship it, whatever avenue you ship it, FedEx, UPS, USPS, or another third party, or driving to meet the buyer, such as the porch pickup you mentioned earlier, and then whatever online fees they charge. As you stack this amount up, the amount that you're selling it for, that's what you know your take-home amount. Is it worth it? And that goes back to our friends and family discount. If you know someone that might benefit from this, you can, you can e equip someone with some really cool stuff. True story. My wife uh, has a friend that con contacted me. They were interested in buying a Bluetooth speaker. And what would I recommend? Because, you know, I'm a tech nerd. 
And instead of sending a link to the, one of the megaliths, I said, I got something uh, up my sleeve. How about, uh, you know, we chat. I handed the friend two of my UE Boom uh, Bluetooth speakers by Logitech, mm -hmm. helped them pair it with their mobile phone. Uh, they wanted to crank some music and those are crankable. I go, check it out for a week or two. Let me know what you think. If you like it, make me an offer. That's initiating the friends and family discount. And where I'm getting at is I could have sold those two boomsticks on eBay, pay their fee or not receive more money based on their fee, ship it, pack it, pay the shipping costs, which kind of is increasing a little bit. Why not either give it away, make it someone to keep it in the family? Um, yeah. I think that's where I'm kind of going from is like, if you need to get the funds, yes proceed as, as we've recommended. Otherwise, why not uh, in, enrich someone's life, bring them joy for something that they can use and not sell at a higher price or something like that, like we discussed before. That's my different mindset. Like, you know, the, the way back when, if you look in the archives or if you go to AJ's Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash AJ Barsay, you might notice an iconic picture of uh, a, a replica of an iconic picture that AJ had taken where he's sitting alone in his living room with uh, some, uh, you know, tech device and a, a lamp and drinking a cup of tea. The, it, the, the, the living room was devoid, very similar to Steve Jobs' iconic photo yeah. with the record player and lamp and things like that. If we are looking to have a, a, a fuller life with less, why not just eliminate, pass it along and enjoy the money will come and go. We will, uh, I, I'm, I, it is my hope and prayer for everyone that they will continue to make money in this lifetime. Yeah. The money will come. You'll get windfalls. You'll get opportunities to invest in stuff. Why not just uh, eliminate some stuff now and then buy stuff as uh, the opportunity presents itself? Well, I think also like that, that dovetails in the fact that, yeah, some, I mean, part of the reason why we're doing this episode is people are looking to either, you know, sell stuff to either minimize, but also like to get some sort of cash flow because times are a bit strapped. The thing is, is that like you and I have kind of done the proof in the pudding. There's some things where like they're big ticket items. There's big ticket sites that you can get and they turn fast. Nine times out of 10, what you're trying to sell probably doesn't fall in that big ticket category. Maybe 10% of your stuff will. Why not? You could try to unreasonably list it, sell it, ship it. And all of that time takes away from the bottom line of what you listed that price for. So if it was a hundred dollar thing, plus like you said, raising costs of, of shipping, 15 bucks off the top, plus a 10% commission, plus entertaining all of the nyuk nyucks. Why not just do guaranteed cash on the barrel of your friend gives you 20 bucks and a cup of coffee and you don't have to do any other work and you, you everybody wins, you know? It's hashtag, just one of those hashtag goodwill, and I'm not talking about the store. Hashtag goodwill, not the store. <laughs> That's a long there you, there you go. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. And, and yeah, it doesn't matter where you're coming from when you're listening to this, whether you're trying to upgrade, downgrade, minimalize grade, you know, or get cashola because we feel you, you know. Um, just wanted to give some uh, uh, options and opportunity, you know. That's what this episode is really kind of hinging on. I think we've sold our audience on uh, what we're trying to get across. Have we not? No, 
Oh, I don't think we've sold. I think we've actually made a couple offers and maybe some counter offers. And I'm I'm gonna control where we're gonna do this 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 sell, okay? Because I'm coming from Baltimore, Chris. And all I'll right, Lieutenant Pun. <laughs> all right, Lieutenant Pun. Let's let's move on to something else. <laughs> okay, it's that favorite time, folks. Bust out your bingo cards. It's Bellingham That's... Bingo. <laughs> Great intro. That's awesome. All right, if you if you have if you've been living under a rock or you new, or you're new to the Bellingham podcast, go back and listen to. Our our previous 158 episodes. But anyway, recently, uh, since we are in this remote era where we can't go out to get a cuppa or sit down and have a meal in a restaurant establishment, there's a whole lot of takeout going on. Uh, and so AJ and I have uh, highlighted a local venue in town that is uh, providing this type of uh, material uh, for your reference. AJ, what's on your bingo card this week? So this one is under, I don't have the B-I-N-G-L on this one. It starts with a J and it's jalapeno. No, I'm kidding. Jalapenos, okay? No, it's it's under the B for bueno. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bueno. Food. Oh, there you dude, go. B for burrito, bueno. Ah, dang, That's I wasn't right. really good on that one. You're a captain. I'm caffeinated. Pun. So jalapenos. Uh, so there's two locations. There's one in downtown Bellingham and there's one in Barkley. Uh, I think the Barkley one is the goods. Uh, even before COVID, they they were very cognizant of like being um, being aware of like uh, allergies at the table and stuff. And that that migrated to when they did their takeout stuff. Um, if you're looking for some of the best Mexican uh, that's fast in in town, take a look at jalapenos and Barkley. That's all I really got to say. Get the tamales. Tamales are great. Chris, what is yours? You know, I'm a fan of the filling station, and I guess uh, we can call uh, this under the column G for good burgers. Uh, there are two locations in Bellingham, one in the Fairhaven zone and one off of James Street. And I did an experiment. This is going to tie into a little bit of a rant slash public service announcement slash food for thought, if you will. Oh, Yes, exactly. As we are ordering online, I've, I've watched the process, and some restaurants will... Uh, say, what's your name? And hand you the the, the plastic bag of awesome. Uh, other people, other establishments will have a storage rack, uh, a, a, a rack of such in which you will be able to pick up your uh, food and there's no checking. So along the lines of what you were talking about for porch pickup, um, I'm, I'm a little cautious about when I drop 40 some bucks on a meal for my family and it's just sitting there, who's to stop someone from saying, oh yeah, I'm so-and-so. But anyway, that's just my uh, little thought about this, the, this quality controls or the security controls of our online pickup. But when we are ordering online, here comes the tech nerd alert, tech nerd alert. Um, why are we giving a an online website not the restaurant the restaurant is using a third-party service why are we giving this online website our personal email address our personal name and our personal phone number when it will be just sitting there waiting for us to pick up so i've tried an experiment i have an alias name i'm not going to tell you what it is bond james bond <laughs> I could probably use that and it probably would fly. I could even use Leroy Jenkins if I wanted to. Uh, the fact is there, you know, I'm, I'm giving them my form of payment, an online card. Fair enough. But as far as the name and the phone number, uh, an alias phone number found on a couple uh, apps available. One of them is MySudo and one of them is Google Voice. Uh, you know, got a link to both of these websites in the show notes. And for the love of Mr. Wrestling 2, drink. drink. So what I'm getting at is, 
you're not lying to the restaurant. You're giving a valid form of payment, but they're not going to be using your name, your email. Oh, by the way, that email address that you have had for five or six years, it's going to go into a database with this third party site and they're going to use that for marketing click spam emails and stuff like that. I'm going on a rant because I'm feeling kind of hungry uh, thinking about all this food. I was just thinking if you had another account, uh, another email account created that was specifically for online retail sites that you don't care about, excuse me, you care about the people working for them, but the site that you're ordering from, we don't care about. That is where I'm kind of going from in my public service tech nerd alert uh, rant. Completed. <laughs> anyway, uh, but check out the filling station. They got great burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, off the rails. Next on the Bellingham Podcast. Um, Let's talk about new things, speaking of, <laughs> of stuff that's going on. I, I don't have anything new, so I'm going to defer to you on this one. What do you, what do you got in the hopper? Under the hashtag, do something about it. Um, I, you know, it, relating back to that website, Swappa, um, I've been doing a lot of research on trying to find a travel phone because, oh, by the way, my wife and I will be taking our high school graduates data to uh, the university that is out of the t out of town. And I value my default iPhone SE. I've downgraded since uh, the last uh, time we spoke hmm. about phones, but I wanted a travel phone just in case something were to happen. I have a, uh, a burner phone, if you will, or a, a non one, one that won't make me cry if I lose it. Found a Google Pixel from 2016 on Swappa for $65, ladies and gentlemen, $65. It had the Google Android operating system on it, latest version. But I took it one step further. I learned how to, I did the research, hack it for lack of a better term. And for the tech nerds out there, I had fun with ADB and I installed Lineage OS, which is Sweet. a privacy security focused operating system that has no Google on it. There's a app store that comes on Lineage that you can get on Lineage OS called F-Droid. But I got most of the apps that I would currently use pop in my SIM card with my mobile carrier and Bang, Zoom, I've got a mobile phone that I don't need to take my other one with. Oh, by the way, if you happen to attend a protest in the near future or a gathering, Valid. a phone like this, if you're spending a thousand bucks on a mobile phone, you might be able to get one for a lot less just to have communications and or take digital pictures with. All right. So that was, that was my little exercise in uh, going down the rabbit hole, the nerd hole. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's, and that's a good point, especially like if, if, if you are an active protester and stuff, like there's been a lot of issues with regards to data tracking and stuff and having lineage on a, on a communication device, as opposed to your main one might, um, might be prudent. So that's a good, that's a good for point. For those, if there are people out there listening that are concerned about their online privacy and want to not be tracked everywhere you go, Lineage OS and Graphene OS are two mm -hmm. great operating systems to check out. Uh, but uh, if you're interested in that, contact one of us. We might be able to do a show discussing it. Otherwise, yeah. we're probably just going blah, 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 get to the fun stuff. Speaking <laughs> of fun stuff, what has been some things that you have uh, discovered on uh, the internets, AJ? Well, this next portion is our quality assurance. These picks are, are selected by Chris Powell and AJ Barsay for your quality assurance. I still don't know what to do with that bit, dude. I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm being experimental, okay? I like, I like your professional voice. Keep it up. Anyway, talk to us. 
Uh, I just got one one YouTube channel, and it's going to appeal to my my brothers and sisters in caffeination. And there is a fine gentleman by the name of James, James Hoffman. And he has, I believe he's out of the UK, and he has this wonderful, very minimalist style uh, channel on coffee. Oh, yes. Awesome. I'm bringing that awesome. bit back. He probably started it because he's he probably started it because he was listening to our mini series on coffee. James, you're the goods if you listen to the Bellingham podcast. But no, uh, so the reason why I like this guy is that he he's very much a uh, coffee aficionado to the nth degree. He talks about the different brewing methods and the notes and all like the holistic from bean grind, hot water, timing, whole nine yards. The guy is the us of coffee, Chris. And what's great about it is, is that he also boils it down, no pun intended, boils it down <laughs> in a way that like, look, if you're trying to, if you're looking at investing certain into different machines, and we've talked about different methods like the Camara or the Mocha Pot or whatever, you know, he talks about it from the, like the higher, more higher end of like, this is what these devices do for each of these type of brews. Absolutely fascinating. The, the videos are digestible. They're like under 15 minutes each. And yeah, like... I, I can't say enough about it. Like James Hoffman, take a look at him on the YouTube links in the show notes. Chris, what do you got? I, I look forward to checking out those videos. Anyway, uh, in the, in the books in podcast aisle of the Bellingham podcast department store, I've got a couple ideas of, of mention for you. Um, in, in the books uh, aisle, there's a fellow by the name of Jason Freed, and I probably have mentioned him less than a handful of times in our 159 shows now. Uh, Jason Freed is the CEO of a company called Basecamp, but I was made aware of him based on a TED talk he gave. And if you just type in Jason Fried, it's actually pronounced Freed, <laughs> yeah. but if you do TED talk Jason Fried, uh, it, there, there's this groundbreaking speaking to my soul speech he made about how meetings are worthless. That got my attention and he and that got him on my radar. Uh, he has written three books. And since I'm going into the analog physical book zone of the summer that I want to read something, uh, I bought all three. Uh, Rework, which is a great way to approach work. And uh, Remote, which, oh, by the way, CEOs of companies that uh, all y'all listening to us, this is how you run a team remotely uh, in the COVID era, read Jason Fried's book called Remote. And also the third of the, the, the Return of the Jedi uh, book in the trilogy. Uh, it's called, It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. Yes, sports fans, it doesn't have to be crazy. And a lot of these essays that he has uh, included in this book are very well written and they just resonate with me. Rework, Remote, It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. Uh, the Jason Fried trilogy, if you will. Also, uh, for the podcast, you know, I, I'm sure that you, you folks listening at home probably have more than just this show that you're subscribing to. Uh, Impossible. To, <laughs> inconceivable. Uh, inc <laughs> and it turns out that, uh, you know, AJ and I, we've started this around four years ago. We had no idea how uh, how front running we were because all of the bloggers <laughs> and, and online writers and, and authors that we have uh, been following in the productivity, self-help, leadership, whatever have you. Outdoors, realm, yeah. They're doing podcasts now. Welcome to uh, the party. 
That exactly. We'll get we'll get your table ready with enough social distancing. Cal Newport <laughs> uh, is a fellow who's a, a computer science professor, I believe, at Georgetown University. God help us. And he had a, a landmark book called Deep Work. Also so good they can't ignore you. He now has a podcast called Deep Questions with Cal Newport. What's the show about? It's a show where people ask him questions and he answers them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a fellow by the name of Simon Sinek who has uh, a wonderful speaker, lots of videos on the, uh, on the YouTubes. He has a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. We could use a lot of that in this current age. Uh, there are conversation, conversations with some folks that I've never heard of. So it enlarges my uh, perspective of who's out there. And it's a, it's a great conversation without a whole lot of yelling. And I, and I got to shoot straight. While you were on the mountain, I turned the volume down on my news echo chamber. I just couldn't take cool. it anymore. There's so much megaphones and shouting, but I'm getting off the rails. Got to come back on. There's a, finally, there's a fellow by the name of Greg McKeon. And a number of years ago, Greg McKeon wrote this fabulous book called Essentialism. Now, you call me Captain Minimal. I also refer to myself as an essentialist. What is you know, necessary? Greg McKeon wrote a, a book called Essentialism. And you know um, he has a podcast called Essentialism with Greg McKeon. Oh. Hmm, how about that? Um, I would still love to see the follow-up to Essentialism if you're listening, Greg, looking forward to that, to buying that book at the day it comes out. But uh, here are some more discussions, interviews, talking about bearing things or paring things down to what is important in life. So when I think also all of our selections, I mean, mine's caffeination. Let me, let me, let me, let me rephrase all of your selections are kind of to bring, like you said, kind of to break the echo chambers that we're all kind of living in with, with sheltering in place and stuff and kind of trying to help bring a little bit of optimism to the lightless end of the tunnel that we might all feel. So I, I dig them, dude. These are some great selections. AJ, as we're wrapping up, may I take a moment that is not part of our show notes and just say something to our three or four <laughs> listeners that are still with us? Do you don't have to ask for permission? Beg for forgiveness. Go, dude, go. I was part of a uh, an, uh, an event last night uh, with social distancing, and and one of the people that uh, was speaking said, "It's it's okay to to not know the answers. So many of us are having to come up with knee jerk reflex uh, responses to how we feel about particular topics. You got to be able to allow yourself the ability to go. You know what?" I don't know what is the right appropriate response to say in this situation. I don't know what stance I uh, feel is best to take at this current way. There's, there's good and bad uh, parts to everything that we're currently facing. Give yourself permission to say, I don't know. It's okay. You're not going to be less of a human being. You're not going to be looked down by your friends. Uh, as we listened to more people and get more perspectives on life, in this case, how to sell stuff and where to go to get takeout food in Bellingham. Uh, for those of you that are listening, you may not know all the answers. I don't know all the answers. AJ, I don't think knows all the, okay, he doesn't. Uh, I think this is something that when people are asking, what, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about what's coming up this summer? How do you feel about fill in the blank? And all these really hot button issues that are everywhere in the headlines that we're seeing on wherever news info diet we are using. It's okay to say, I don't know. That's good. That's no, all. I, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's straight on, dude. One thing I do know, it is time to stick a fork in this episode. That wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, because most of us are, you might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. 
a community powered and streaming all over the darn place at kmre.org. Yep, and on that note, uh, from the city by the Salish Sea, just take care of yourself the best way you can. I'm AJ Barce. And a a longtime friend of AJ's pops and moms, I am Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. to put this in at the end otherwise okay. <laughs> i will i will not hear the end of it i gotta take 30 seconds i'm gonna ask for for, for permission because that's what you did to me twice this show chris it's weird my uh last episode we recorded you said hey to my pops my pops actually reached out and said hey tell chris hey from your pops <laughs> so awesome well <laughs> very cool uh, uh, happy Happy belated Father's Day to AJ's pops. I look forward to being able to saying that in person someday, looking straight at you, sir. And thank you for listening to this fine show. Anyway.